paint department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you just are ready to make a change, come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. Hi, this is Guy Cameron, Compliance Director for Cowboy Skill Games. This April, Cowboy Skill is expanding their Wyoming locations, allowing for additional revenue to help support our local businesses. Cowboy Skill is proud to be a Wyoming-based company and has earned the gold standard of compliance. To find out more about adding the highest earning skill games to your business and keeping our tax dollars in Wyoming, log on to CowboySkillGames.com. That's CowboySkillGames.com. Hi, this is Chance Harris. And I'm Laura Wichick. Did you know Harker Mellinger provides services to help you with your payroll and accounting problems or business concerns? Schedule an appointment today to discuss how our professional staff can find the solutions that work best for you. Harker Mellinger has been providing quality service for Sheridan area businesses for over 37 years. Remember, you get our exclusive fixed fee, one monthly fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Call Harker Mellinger today, 672-0785. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong. Things are breaking on the daily, and you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wyo Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location, no matter what issues it has. They will get you cash, probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Quick, name the first real estate company that comes to your mind. How about a bank? Car dealership. Do you think your company came to mind first? A customer might not need your product or service today, tomorrow, or even next week. But when they do, you want them to know who you are and what you have to offer before your competitor. Hi, this is Bob Grammons with Shared Media. Shared Media can help you create top-of-mind awareness through a variety of marketing strategies that includes coverage on up to nine radio stations, print ads in the country bounty that reach nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County via direct mail, or online with a variety of our digital products that include SheridanMedia.com, SheridanWyoming.com, email campaigns, geotargeting, and more. We are your top-of-mind marketing company. Let us go to work for you. Call Sheridan Media today or email sales at SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned company. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. It is the first day of spring, although we will more than likely see a few more snowstorms. The temperatures will begin to warm up and sites and museums will begin to open back up to the public. 
Joining me this morning is Wyoming State Historical Site Superintendent Sherry Shada. Welcome back to the show, Sherry. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, you and I were talking before. Someone needs to remind Wyoming that spring is here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's getting <laughs> it's uh, it's getting a little drawn out, I think, at this point. February, for me, ended up being the longest month of the year, even though that didn't have, it doesn't have that many days in it. <laughs> But boy, that thing felt like it took forever. How you been doing this winter? Good. We've been very busy. Have you? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the uh, tasks that you and your team actually do at these different sites, because you're the superintendent of a couple different sites. Yes. Um, and just real quick, are mm-hmm. all of those teams separated? Or or is it kind of just one big team? We all go from one site to the other and clean it up or... It's uh, half and half. Two of us spend our time at Trail End and Fort Phil Kearney, but we also have people at both those sites who just stay at those sites and take care of them. And then Keyhole State Park is in our district, and they have a lot of the um, knowledge on how to get things done. So they said they consider themselves our district maintenance men because (laughs) they came over to Fort Phil Kearney and we're looking at our observatory last week. Um, They help me at the LX bar when I have um, things that have to be taken care of out there. So we do have people at each site. Some of us split our time and some of us generously give time to sites that need help. Well, that's pretty good. You don't have to have like a maintenance individual at well every we do site. we do we do we have to have that too but for bigger projects it's nice to have backup you got your team yeah now uh what do you really do at these sites during the winter season so i i, I know it's probably varied Mm-hmm. But uh, let's take Trail and State Historic Site. Sure. It's our time to um, do things that are hard to do when we're open to the public. So um, deep cleaning, vacuuming curtains, things like that. We installed a new exhibit. But our biggest project this winter was removing water damage plaster from the basement oh, and wow. fixing old water damage plaster on the second floor and... Um, that yeah, that was a big project. You can't really do that when the public is also trying to walk through and see the space. Where did the water damage come from? Ugh. Is this old or is this? Um, well, on the second floor, there was an ice dam in one of the valleys of our of the roof, and so we installed some heat trace to keep that water moving going down the gutter. And we wanted to make sure that problem was fixed because it had gone come in that way. Now that that's uh. fixed, we can fix the ceiling. In the basement, though, it's a historic problem. They have been battling this for a hundred years. Oh wow! It's just. Um, what we discovered when we pulled the plaster away, the concrete has tiny little holes in it. You know, um, I don't know. Porous. The, yeah, very it's porous. very porous. So like today, you know, we'd shake it and try to get those bubbles out. I don't think they, I don't know what they did, but there's little holes in it. And groundwater has been seeping in. Wow. So that's going to be a historic problem over and over. Or yes, have they is. figured out a way to seal that? Well, no, we have tried digging a trench around the whole foundation and installing water barrier, taking off damaged areas, redoing them, repainting. Nothing has worked. So wow. in the part, I mean, it was bad. This plaster, you could just pick it off with your fingers. Oh. Um, we've taken it down to the concrete and painted it to match the rest of the walls so we can monitor what's happening. And this is the same thing the historic governor's mansion has run into down in Cheyenne and also what they have done. So it's not 
the prettiest, but now we can see what's happening and address it quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, you know, it's, it's tragic, but it's interesting mm-hmm. at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Uh, it kind of shows you as to why certain practices were developed or abandoned mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to construction of our homes. Uh, this is a reoccurring problem. It's probably going to happen for the, for the duration of the life of trail land, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the Kendrick Mansion. Now, how long did that actually take to get that discovered and then try to mitigate that? Well, our paint had started flaking in the basement, which it does every couple of years. And when our maintenance man there went to scrape the paint and repaint it, that's when he discovered how soft the walls are. Uh-huh. And um, I'd say maybe a whole month from start to finish, uh, he took all the wet plaster off. <laughs> he got the paint matched and repainted and... Um, yeah, it wasn't just one area. So, oh, wow. yeah, he was very busy. Porous concrete causes issues. Water is very damaging. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And uh, I, I would have to say that water is probably, and, and I'm sure there's construction guys out there who may, you know, say something different. But I would think that water is probably the most damaging of, uh, like, the elements that face our homes on a daily basis. And and when you comes down to why we've changed that <laughs> i never knew you know that it was such an issue but i imagine people who have older homes mm-hmm. would probably say yep, yep there it is i <laughs> yeah. deal with the same thing yep now uh the trail End state historic site will open up uh, pretty soon it will saturday april 1st is our first day open to the public and we will be open seven days a week from 1 to 4 p.m every afternoon through may and starting in june will be open all day for summer hours now you've got a, a faithful following i would say of individuals who like to visit this mansion every year mm-hmm. some people probably going through there and they know the plaques by heart at this point but there is a new exhibit, something that you mentioned a little earlier, mm-hmm. and this is a big one, isn't it? Yeah, it was really fun. Every year we change up our exhibits and our text panel so that for our repeat visitors, they have something new to learn. Um, this year it is called If These Walls Could Talk, Personal Stories from Inside the Mansion. And the family were such writers. They, I feel bad. It's like they were never together which was bad for them, but good for us, because when they were apart, they wrote about everything. And so, you know, somebody's always traveling for something and um, or maybe they're writing in their diary. And so things have been written about each room of the house. And so it's kind of like stepping back in time and imagining for a second what was happening at this time on this day in this room. Wow. Now, was it by train that they talk about traveling mostly? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because he, was he serving in the government at the time that the mansion was up here? Um, yes, he became governor 18 months after they moved into Trail End. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he, he probably took train to, to oh, shine yes. quite a bit. He was, yes, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Whereas before, you know, nowadays that's, what, two days? You go down there, get your business done, maybe sleep, drive home. Yeah. And from what you can tell, how long Uh, did it kind of take to go down, do your services to the state and then return home? Well, weeks, I don't, I don't know. It just kind of, I think depended on their schedule. I don't know how long it took to get down there. Um, 
but the length of time they stayed would depend on what they were doing. And so, for example, when he was a United States senator and living in Washington, he was gone from about November through April in Washington. And then he might stay a little longer and his family would come home for the summer and he would join them. Or maybe he's out campaigning for somebody yeah. like Nellie Taylor Ross, our first female governor. Um, he he was just everywhere. Yeah. And and while he was out, the family would write. Yes. Now, some of these uh, writings, are they mostly, you know, I miss dad or, or dad's away? And- yeah. Um, so let's see. When uh, the senator, John Kendrick, would write to his family, um, he would always say that he missed them say what he was doing or a funny thing someone told them. But uh, when he would write to his son, especially when his son was managing the ranches, there's a whole bunch of ranch talk. In there. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what they were communicating about, which is really neat to see, you know, how they're using each place. What are they worried about? Um, the daughter would write letters. Um, we have a lot that we're going through right now. She was engaged, not engaged. She dated her husband for five years years before he finally got her to say yes. It's a long courtship. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and then, uh, so she has a ton of information, just daily activities, yeah. daily activities. Um, their son didn't write as much Manville because a lot of the letters start with, to him, I wish you'd write more or from <laughs> him that say, I'm so sorry, you know how I am. <laughs> yeah. Those are, that's such an interesting aspect of history, having that amount of writing that you can sit and read. Has uh, how many of these letters, journals, have you sat down and just kind of poured over and really learned who these people were? Yeah, we have hundreds. We have the daughter Rosa May's diaries from the early 1900s up to I think the 70s before she passed, and she wrote every day, every day wow. in her diary, and it was just a couple lines, and right. um. And that just gives you a really good feel for what the family was doing at different times, which is really interesting. Um, And then when their son Manville got married, his wife, Diana, came here from Washington, D.C., and she wrote her mother extensively. And we have a ton of information from those letters. Like they could never find enough help servants, you know, or this is what the babies are doing now, that kind of thing. Um, We we have hundreds of these things. And to prep for this exhibit, I spent a couple months reading them all wow and and how personable mm-hmm. do some of these get very and even yeah i would yeah. imagine yeah and then like even for you as you're reading these do you find moments where you're like oh yeah yeah i feel your pain there. oh my gosh yeah. there's one from yeah the daughter-in-law diana about being a new mom and she is so stressed out. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not writing more. Don't get mad at me. But here's what I do every day. I barely have time for myself. I'm like, Oh, man. <laughs> I, yes, you're an exhausted uh, new mom. I get yep, it. <laughs> uh, yep. You, yeah. you spent most of last night up trying exactly. to feed somebody exactly. who's pretty ornery. I yeah. totally understand that. <laughs> and so I, you know, as we go through this new exhibit, are we going to find moments like that? Yeah, yeah. I uh, included something from everybody in the house. Um, even um, servants. There was a lady who still lives in Sheridan, and she was a servant in her high school years in the 1940s, and she wrote a memoir about it. It's called Two Years in the Butler's Pantry by Rose Hill, and it's very um, insightful, the things that she remembers from her perspective. 
But Diana wrote so much. I have a letter about Rose saying, you know, we have a maid. She's only 15, but at least we have somebody. Yeah. And then and then Rose's perspective, like I came to the giant front door and it was so intimidating. And, you know, to see the same event from two sides is really interesting, too. And I imagine, you know, growing up in the country and then getting a job at this big, imposing mansion Mm -hmm. you know with the super important family that would be really intimidating for a grown-up as opposed to just you know here's a little girl doing this job (laughs) so I, i think that's an interesting perspective um now where did the idea for this exhibit come from? Were you just kind of rifling through some letters and you're like people should know this stuff. <laughs> my my coworker Lindley our educator interpretive ranger and I were speaking and um she said something and it kind of evolved from from that. We we're just brainstorming ideas to wow. see what we could do that was new and different. And it really helps for viewers of this new exhibit to identify with this family. Yes. And and realize that, wow, you know, Kendricks were human too. Absolutely. You know, and, and went through the same problems that we're going through mm-hmm. in this day and age. How long did this take to get all organized and set up? Because uh, I'm sure there was a vetting period where you sat with the letters and you're like, okay, this one, not that one. Yeah, it took a couple months. Um, I'd say two solid months of research and then writing and designing and then getting the room set up, all that. And everyone contributed to this, uh, kind of going through the letters? Uh, Yes, yes. I did have a winter uh, intern who went through a bunch of letters, too, which was really helpful to kind of divide and conquer. (laughs) Absolutely. With as much writing as there was, uh, you can't spend 24-7 reading, right? right? (laughs) What What would you say was the greatest challenge when you were organizing and developing this exhibit? Um. You know, trying to get Mr. Kendrick's perspective, it seems right here is the guy who built the house. The whole reason it's here is because of him and how successful he was at ranching. But we have so many more letters from other people in his family um, hunting down the ones he wrote that talked about trail end because he was gone so much of the time. He was a senator for three terms. And so basically from 19... 15 to 33, he was only at the mansion a few months of the year. And so, yeah, trying to find his perspective about trail end and not just, and trail end, not the ranch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure he was probably more concerned with the ranch. Absolutely. He loved it. Trail end will run run itself. I'm I'm worried (laughs) about what's happening with my cattle. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, yeah, finding his perspective, and I did, but finding his perspective was really challenging. That is so interesting. Yeah. And you've got those up down there so we can see yes. Mr. Kendrick's uh, perspective on what he thought about the house and the mm-hmm. running of it and things like that. Yeah. That's absolutely fascinating. All right. More with the Wyoming State Historical Site Superintendent, Sherry Shada, when we return. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Rotary Club is receiving these funds 
per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Find Atlas Chiropractic at their new location, 41 East Burkett. They're still offering the same great service to all new and existing patients. If you have aches and pains or debilitating back or shoulder conditions, call Dr. Colin Hardy, 672-6000. He can alleviate your pain, reduce your physical stress, and boost and maintain your immune system function. With each adjustment, your central nervous system is supported and strengthened. Call Dr. Hardy, 672-6000. Schedule your appointment with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic, now at 41 East Burkett. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. Caring for the community's health is a team effort. In Sheridan, we are fortunate to have a wide array of exceptionally trained doctors specializing in over 25 areas of expertise. Each year, Sheridan Memorial Hospital recognizes these outstanding professionals on National Doctors' Day, celebrated on March 30th. The board and staff thank all of our doctors for their commitment and service to our community. Please join us in thanking them for providing medical excellence right here at home. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, where we are looking to buy your clean used vehicles, tractors, ATVs, and much more. We will also down trade and do appraisals. Here at Primary Motors, we are a full service dealership offering quality used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Our super trailer store features a wide variety of stock, utility, and cargo trailers. Primary Motors has been making customers happy for decades. See us today at 2305 Coffee and Avenue in Sheridan or online at primarymotors.com. If you haven't signed up for the Sheridan Media Newsletter, you're missing out. Thousands of people have already signed up. You'll find some of the top news stories of the week, community events, sports, weather, updates from Centennial Theater and the Wild Theater. Discover fun facts, local videos, Sheridan history, country bounty links, and your favorite businesses. It's delivered to your email box every Thursday morning. Click on that Sheridan Media Newsletter button. It's on the top of our website and sign up, SheridanMedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning we are speaking with Wyoming State Historical Site Superintendent Sherry Shada. Now, if you are a fan of local history and maybe have some free time, the Trail End State Historical Site needs some volunteers to help out with some guided tours. That's right. Here's your chance to jump in, throw on the name tag, and take us through the mansion. And tell me a little bit about the training for those wanting to become a tour guide at Trail End. Sure. So um, we need tour guides mostly for school tours. Um, third graders learn about Sheridan history, and so we get all the third grade classes Fourth grade learns about Wyoming history, so that's when we get the out-of-town grade schools. And um, we train our docents, our tour guides, about how to effectively give a tour 
so that everybody's interested and it's not boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, where to go. We we have a very finely tuned um, system. We can rotate six tour groups throughout the house at once without running into each other. Holy Which cow. is pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we've been doing this for a while. And so we just um, train our volunteers on, on how to do this with us. Six at once mm-hmm. without bottlenecking. That's mm-hmm. pretty Ideally, impressive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> In a perfect world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, are there any prerequisites uh, to coming up and applying, or are you going to teach me everything I need to know? Yeah, we will teach you everything you need to know. The biggest um, point is, though, that we need people with daytime work week availability. The schools are coming Monday through Friday, mostly in the morning, sometimes at lunch. Um, and so we need people who have that free time in the morning to give. Okay, and and that may be somewhat on the rare side for a lot of individuals, it right? Can like that's be. is that the the primary challenge yes. to try and finding these volunteers? Yes, cuz if you're retired, um maybe you might have an easier time than somebody who's working, but the working person has a flexible schedule, so maybe they can work it out. We don't have set hours. You're not assigned a certain day and time. We just let our guides know when we have tours coming and if they are available, they let us know if they can help. Now, when it comes to actually touring these classes through the mansion, do we hand off from one guide to the other, or am I with that class from beginning to end? You are with your group from beginning to end. Oh, wow. So you learn all about the mansion in this training. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. See, that's the. if I had the time, that would be something really fun to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you and I have talked about uh, the look on their little faces when they learn something that they didn't know and then yes. you see it click where they're you like oh do. wow you know that's that's kind of the big goal for, yeah, for me fun. taking them through there now what other duties actually come with this position is it just tour guiding or do i also maybe i can lend a hand in cleaning up or- oh sure yeah we have jobs for lots of different interests if you just want to be a tour guide that's great we have people who are just tour guides Um, we have other volunteers who come in and help us decorate for the holidays or work our special events, like serve cookies and lemonade in the summer at our summer evening event, things like that. We use people all the time. (laughs) So if you want to contribute more, you can. Yes. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, Sherry, how do they contact you if they're interested in this? Yes. So you can call Trail End at 307-674-458. Eight, nine, or uh, find us on Facebook and send us a message. Our page is facebook.com backslash trail and no yeah. S, not trails, trail. You did that from memory. That I was did. impressive to see. <laughs> that, well done. Thanks. Now, uh, on to something uh, a little more virtual. Uh, trail end has gone online. Tell me about the virtual. We have, we had a volunteer approach us. His name is TJ Parks, and he has spent the last two years creating a fully immersive immersive uh, virtual tour for the mansion. So you start outside at the front door. You can pan 360 and see the view. You can go up to the front door and open it, and then you walk inside, and you can go left, right, upstairs in the elevator. Um, and then every room has an audio feature. So if you want to hear about the room, uh, you can just click on the audio. Wow, how cool is that? It's amazing. <laughs> Now, how long did this take to develop? 
Yeah, he spent the last two years on it. Man. So, yeah, so he came in and did all the 360 pictures and um, linked everything together. I had volunteers come in and read quotes, so it's not just my voice over and over. <laughs> <laughs> we had five different volunteers come in and lend us their voices. Um, but this is such a good way to um, come if you've never been there before. We are handicap accessible, but maybe this is easier. Or maybe yeah. you want to know what you're getting into before you come. You can do this. Uh, you can go on the balcony of the master bedroom into the master bathroom, places you don't normally get to see on your oh, tour. Oh, really? See, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of cool. You get mm-hmm. uh, a look behind the curtain a little bit. Do. Now, that... that uh, for those of you who've actually been up there, you might learn something new by taking this virtual tour, even if you've walked through the mansion previously. Absolutely. So this this virtual tour has a little bit for everybody. Where can people see this tour? Yes, it's on our homepage at trailend.org. It's like the second second little box down as you as you open our homepage. Now, one more time for me, Sherry. Can we get the hours of operation uh, when we open back up? Yes. Beginning April 1st, we're open seven days a week from 1 to 4 p.m. And one more time, if we want to volunteer and step in and maybe guide a tour sometime this yeah. year. Give me a call, 307-674-4589. Sherry, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Uh, I, you know, I'm excited uh, about uh, Skylab. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about this morning. We talked to uh, Lindley a little bit about it the other day. I am fascinated with that building. At and, the uh, fort, yes. Yeah, and yes. I'm really hoping that they get that up and operational very quickly. If someone wanted to volunteer to help with that, mm-hmm. who do they contact? Um, you can call the mansion, same number, um, and we will get the message to Lindley. I don't have her phone number memorized. That's okay. I'll- <laughs> Yep, but um, you can reach us on Facebook, too, um, facebook.com backslash Fort Phil Carney, or you can, um, I think, contact us through our friends group's website, which is fortphilcarney.com. Fantastic. Sherry, yes. thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, stay warm out there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with Y.O. Theater and Y.O. Play. This is Public Pulse on 930K, are we? 103.9 FM. Sherry. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Rotary Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at kanefuneral.com. 
You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. Wyo Renovation is not a remodeling company. They're a renovation company. They'll purchase your property, no matter the condition, and renovate it back to its former glory. They're a compassionate and caring company that is wanting to assist those with properties that the owners don't know what to do with or simply cannot do the work anymore. Find out more at wyorenovation.com. Or find them on Facebook. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Can you believe it's been a year that we've been talking about Sheridan Honda and Power Sports? Wow, a year. Went by fast. Agree. And in honor of our one-year anniversary, we're offering a two-for-one special on service. Get your Power Sport and vehicle service at the same time, and we'll give you 15% off the total bill. Does it have to be a Honda or a Can-Am? Nope. Our skilled technicians can service all makes and models. Call Manny or Caleb to get scheduled today. For 15% off your service, call Sheridan and Honda and Power Sports today. Our paint department is stocked up and ready to go. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. We're excited to help you with your next painting project. We have added the PPG line of paints along with our True Value paint line. This allows you so many new and exciting options for your next project. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing the right product, we're here to help. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends at their first federal bank and trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For my next guest, I am joined by the Wyo Play lead teacher and the founder, Grace Cannon. Good morning, Grace. Good welcome morning. Back to the show. Thank you. Now, uh, how things been uh, this winter season? Because, you know, busy you are busy that wild play yeah is a hit (laughs) yeah it's been a very good season so far this winter we kicked off after the holiday break with a few programs actually the one that i worked most directly on was the middle school drama club which is the wild play partnership with school district one and so i was going out to tongue river middle school two days a week and bighorn middle school the other two days a week and doing rehearsals for seven weeks and we put together one cohesive show which we just put up at the wild theater a week or so ago it was it was uh let's see the killer story of the story killer. That's right. How did that go? <laughs> it was great. So that's an original play. We did the world premiere um, and we created the story out of uh, familiar folk tales and other familiar stories that we twisted and adapted to our own purposes. But the uh, premise was four friends, four young friends sitting around a campfire telling stories and getting them all wrong, mixing them all up. And so they were the story killers because of how things were going (laughs) with their telling of the stories. And then we created kind of a legend. So in the end of the play, you know, there was the trees, the spirits of the trees retaliated against these story killers. And it was a lot of fun. So we had uh, Hansel and Gretel. 
uh, Goldilocks. We also had Romeo and Juliet in there, and that that story they lived happily ever after in our version. <laughs> <laughs> the so. much better version than Shakespeare. Exactly. Ending, right? <laughs> well, it turns out that it's not that interesting unless there's the tragedy. But <laughs> <laughs> now, when it when it came to to splitting this between two separate middle schools that sounds like it would be a heck of a challenge yeah uh, what was your greatest your personal greatest challenge in in making this come together yeah it's interesting this year went really well um in the past, I've been very nervous about how it's all going to come together because it's yeah. not a lot of time and you're you're in, in two different schools. And last year, which was kind of our first year really making this happen, there's a rivalry between Tongue River and Bighorn. And so that rivalry was also in there. And I thought, oh, are they going to get along? <laughs> but this year, they there was none of that. They were just excited that they were going to be able to work together. And I just really trusted them that they would pull it together. And we had all those snow days in the middle of it. So when we had a bunch of snow days, I started to get a little nervous again, but, uh, but ultimately they're just creative and they work as a team. And so I just had faith that whatever it was, it was going to be pretty fun for their families and the audience. So I think that's fantastic. So last year they were kind of getting their feet wet. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to uh, rub elbows with our rivals (laughs) With our rivals, yeah. But then they had such a good time that going in this year, they were like, nope. Yeah. No issues whatsoever. They we, just couldn't wait. We know how to do this. Yeah. Let's knock it off. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> now, um, let's talk about acting out. Yes. What, what is acting out? Acting out is an after school program that we partner with District 2 on, and that is in the elementary schools. So, this is a program that has been sort of adapting, changing over the last couple of years, but essentially it's an interactive storytelling program. And our goal is to get it into all five elementary schools in the course of a single school year. So far, we've just been able to do a couple at a time, but this year we expanded it. So it used to be a three-week program where the teaching artist would go into the school and tell a story. And as you're telling the story, the students get to act it out. Um, And that was there was no product in terms of what was happening there. It was just process. It was just enjoying stories as we went along. But we realized that, you know, people really do love a play and and love a performance at the end of something. So we made it a longer program, about nine weeks. And now at the end of nine weeks, those students put on their own short play that they create out of these interactive stories. Similar to our middle school program, they take a a well-known story and they they fracture it. They adapt it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. When you're speaking with these school districts and the yeah. superintendents and, and trying to get the programs going in the schools. Yeah. What's it, what's your biggest challenge? Is it usually like, okay, we're working with limited time. I mean, what, I guess yeah. what's their biggest challenge with that? You know, I just feel really fortunate. It's been wonderful. There's so much support actually. Yeah. I, I don't feel as though we've come up against any major roadblocks because there's been a lot of openness to our ideas. And so it just takes time. So anything like this when you're building it, I think you have an idea and they have to prove that that concept is 
what you think it is yeah. <laughs> or, you, or what you say it will be. And so I don't know exactly if it's a, a challenge, but maybe it is. You know, you kind of set yourself up to to create something and then you kind of have to see if it comes through. So luckily now we're in our third year, we're in a place where we're really being able to say like, look, we did create this thing. It did work. And, and there's been lots of positive feedback and, and everybody's interested in collaborating and that feels really good. So what, what are the big advantages that you see Mm -hmm. uh, teaching these children drama acting uh, just the theater in general. I mean, what do you really see uh, developing the kids as they go through these programs? Well, I can, you know, it makes me want to speak to the middle school program most specifically. It's the most recent example for me. But generally, I think you can generalize it. There's a huge boost in confidence in the way that young people are able to present themselves sort of in the world and in the in the theater space. And and that is so wonderful to watch. I had a student at the beginning of the middle school program who was shy and gave me a note who said, I either want to be backstage or I want to have the main role yeah. <laughs> because I want to, I'm not very confident and I want to be more confident. She literally said that. So it's like... I'm all in or behind the curtain. Yeah. And you couldn't have like asked her to say something more <laughs> perfectly articulated. But then, so I gave her a big speaking role and it, it was a brand new experience and she was a little nervous about memorizing all those lines and and she did it. And in the end, uh, she just seemed, she was glowing, you know, she, she yeah. really, she really had grown and learned a lot of things, which, you know, you, you're always planting seeds. That's the other thing you have to remember with this kind of thing. Sometimes you can see a big burst of growth in front of your eyes. And sometimes you just see just a a kernel of it, you know, but then if you get to come back year after year and work with some of the same students, then you can start to see how that begins to shape people's like, I don't, I just want to call it confidence. There's so much that goes into that, but you know, like their ability to present themselves. So when I was in third grade, uh, I was cast in a role that was meant for fourth grade and higher Yeah, just because I was so you know, open and out about things yeah. that they were like, he'll work just fine. Yeah. And so I got cast as the king in the Cinderella production. Oh. And uh, it's kind of a silly little part. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got to be very, you know, loud and mm-hmm. confident as the king. And, yeah. And I can remember uh, the individual who was putting this on working with me and, and, you know, the way that he told me, like everyone in the audience is your subject. (laughs) You know, you, I want you to come out here and just look at them and know you are king of all that you can see. Yeah. And it may sound silly, but being able to stand up there, be somebody else and, and own that Mm -hmm. is really what I kind of say. I owned it, you know, as best as I could. Even at third grade level, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm either going to look nervous or I'm going to be the king. And yeah. I decided to be the king. <laughs> and I can remember the confidence that that yeah. gave me yeah. going forward after that. I mean, I I think I made, you know, a lot more new friends yeah. and, and speaking to people wasn't that scary anymore. Yeah. And 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 the culture that I learned, you yeah. know, the theater culture yeah. and, and that acting and theater itself mm-hmm. is such a major part yeah. of who we are as a people. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, even just that little production of Cinderella. Absolutely. Paid off so much <laughs> as I got older. You yeah. Know? Now, tell us, uh, 
how would we join acting out? How if if yeah. is my kid automatically involved in these things if they're in school district too? That's a good question. Acting out is uh, works in coordination with the after school program that district two really works very hard to to have. Um, it's a robust program in all of the schools for the elementary level, especially. And so I would say if you're interested in that, um, you know, if your student has already signed up for the after school program, that's something we're trying to get again into all of the schools. Currently it's running at Sagebrush. Uh, last fall we ran it at Coffee Inn. And so for next year, we're trying to gear up to be able to be in all of the schools all at once. So you can keep your eye out for that. If it's something where your student is not normally signed up for after school program, but you'd like to maybe get your student involved in this anyway, um, you can always reach out to the YO too. We can, we can share more specific information about that. Now, when it comes to your staff, who goes out and teaches these kids? Because from yeah. like sitting here and speaking with you, it's mostly you. Do you have some people that help you out with yes. this acting out program? I do. And I'm so glad you asked that. I, I have a wonderful collaborator, Robin Murray, and she is the art teacher at Coffee and Elementary. And she has become so vital to this acting out program. Working with her this year is how we've been able to expand it into a nine-week program and create a performance for the students at the end of it. So when I started it, it was small. It was a three-week thing. And then Robin and I met at the beginning of this school year and brainstormed and came up with this brand new idea. And she is the teaching artist who did the program at Coffeine and now at Sagebrush. And she's amazing. I can't speak more highly of her. So. Oh, see, that's fantastic. So, and it, and it's a teacher that the kids know. Yeah. Uh, so they can go in there with a little more comfort. Yeah. You know, I'm comfortable with this individual, and I can be a tree. Yeah. You know, in front of this person without <laughs> yeah. feeling embarrassed. Now, uh, tell me about future filmmakers because uh, that's this is something that I've always kind of been fascinated with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spielberg was making stuff in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. With eight millimeter, and look at him now. I know. Tell me about this program. I'm so excited about this program, and you know, maybe largely because I'm I'm not a filmmaker, so I feel like this is one where I'm learning as I get to help kind of coordinate and administer on it. But it is a partnership with the Wyo Film Festival as well as Sheridan Travel and Tourism. So this program was uh, built out of the Wyo Film Festival two years ago. And then Wyo Play joined on board last year and we ran it through the course of last school year. But it was quite long and it's, it's hard to get people to really commit for a full school year or into the summer. And so we, again, revamped it. We, we met at the beginning of this year and we said, how can we, this is a cool thing. You know, there's not a lot of opportunity for this. Maybe this is a good opportunity for young people. So we made it shorter. We turned it into a five-week kind of a challenge. And the, the future filmmakers applied to become part of the program. And at the end of February, we started these sessions. And it's just, it's quick, it's fast and fun. It's like, you know, all right, let's talk about story and narrative structure. All right, let's talk about uh, the camera equipment and how you're going to do your shots. And, and here's the sound audio equipment. So it's like a mixture of different elements of filmmaking, but you go from zero to the full thing, hopefully by the end of five weeks. We're in the middle of that five weeks. we got a film shoot this weekend coming up. So. Oh, how cool is yeah. that? <laughs> and now, uh, are we at the point where when we show up uh, to that film shoot, it looks 
pretty legitimate hopefully i mean hopefully at least looks really exciting we've got again the sharon travel and tourism is really important for uh, a lot of the equipment that we're using they've got the the real stuff they make beautiful films yeah and they do and they've got lots of people that work with them and so it's a huge collaborative effort of local filmmakers who are coming in and helping support those students namely dana wyatt is a is like the person who helps make that thing run too so now uh we are in the middle of it, but uh, will it pick back up as soon as this one ends, another one will begin, or is this kind of a once-a-year type of deal? I think it's a once-a-year type of deal. We'll see, though. This is almost like a new pilot. I mean, we've done this program before, but this is the first time we're doing it this way. So if it proves successful and a five weeks works, you know, I don't know, maybe it could happen more than once a year. But for now, <laughs> to try to make all the other things happen... It'll be once a year. And if anyone wants to join or maybe get their name on a list, yeah. how do they do that? So, again, just reach out to the YO Theater. You can call the the box office and ask for me, Grace Cannon-Wallace. Um, and you can probably find my email on the website as well. But just reach out, and I'll, I'm there. I get the phone calls. I get the emails. So I'll let you know. Fantastic. And and we'll as soon as this is kind of over, yeah. we'll, we'll figure out. Is it going to kick off? Or are we going to do it once a year? Yeah. And and you'll let us know. Yeah. Now, I've only got about three minutes left. Okay. I do want to talk about the Creative Aging Program and Poetry Class. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about this? Absolutely. This is coming up. The Poetry Class that we are running as a Creative Aging uh, Program with a partnership with The Hub uh, will start on Friday, April 7th. And it is being led by uh, Tyler Julian, who is a poet and also teaches for Sheridan College, and you probably, people might know him from all over the community, but he is going to lead people through a course of uh, reading and appreciating poetry and reciting poetry, and that is, uh, as a creative aging class, that's for people 55 and up, Um, and if anybody's interested in joining that, it's an eight-week class. You can register through the hub. You can give them a call or go to their website and sign up for that. How amazing is that? Uh, Think of the poetry that will come out of that, that program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they should have a poetry reading night. I yes, think, we'll do a culminating that, event, so we'll get that out okay, there. Okay, that would be fantastic <laughs> to see. Now, uh, ye old bronc players, I got about two minutes. Okay, that is being led by Heather Buhans at Sheridan Junior High School. And ye old bronc players is putting on a Shakespearean play, A Midsummer Night's Dream, oh, wow. in mid-April. So they've been working hard on that for months and they are doing great. I just got to sit on a rehearsal and they're going to they're having a great time. So it's going to the performances are going to be in the early building there at the junior high. And yeah, come check out A Midsummer Night's Dream. It's a it's a it's a shortened version, I'll say. So it's a bit abridged. <laughs> yeah, it is um, to be able to be accessible for the young people. But it's still that language. So those students are really getting practiced at at being Shakespearean. Classical Yes. theater training indeed I, 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 well at least i would think that that is like <laughs> classical theater yes. training when we go back to shakespeare and Absolutely. what a challenge yeah i mean he, shakespeare is a bit of a challenge yes uh, you know especially <laughs> for for teens in that yeah. area because yeah. there's a lot of sophistication to that there is there is but you know it's this is such a great uh a great one to do because there's so much humor and there's there's this special kind of magic and it should be really fun for the families as well now uh real quick uh where can people go to learn more about any of these events or courses yeah so go to yotheater.com if you want to learn more and and again i can't say enough just 
you know, reach out if you have specific questions. I love chatting with people about what are the opportunities that we have. Grace, thank you so much thank for you. coming in this morning and speaking <laughs> with me. Your programs are amazing. Oh, I look forward you. to more. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share it. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Rotary Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. The there's always time for the drive-thru deal because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast, McDonald's is faster. Wake up to one of your breakfast favorites and get another for just a dollar. Like the sausage burrito, hash browns, or sausage McMuffin with egg and pair it with a premium roast coffee for just a dollar more. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. A group that's been captivating global audiences since 1973. San Jose Taiko takes the Wyo Theater stage tomorrow night at 7. Inspired by traditional Japanese drumming, company performers express the beauty of human spirit through the voice of the Taiko, creating a vibrant contemporary art form which connects people through cultural understanding and creative expression. Tickets are available now through the Wyo box office or online at wyotheater.com. Time for new tires? Your timing couldn't be better because Midas is rolling out the best deals on top-rated tires. Buy three, get one free with installation on Cooper and Hankook tires and up to a $100 mail-in rebate. Midas also has big savings on brakes, shocks, fluid flush, even save 20 bucks on an oil change. Check out the Midas ad in the Country Bounty for details. Roll into Midas before the end of the month for these big savings. Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs, sold locally only at the Health Nut? Wait, wait, you want some A-plus answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats, too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Hey, is your bracket busted like mine? Or did you miss the deadline to play Hoops Hysteria on Sheridan Media presented by Sheridan Motors? Don't worry about it. You can still sign up to play the 16-team bracket before first tip on Wednesday. So get registered and make picks on or before this Wednesday, then jump in and play from that point forward and still be eligible to win some awesome prizes from Kilpatrick Creations. The Sheridan Motors Hoops Hysteria College Basketball Bracket on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE. Sheridan.